In the Old Testament, the book of the prophet Daniel, there's something I wanted to read. It's chapter 2, verse 44. In the days of these kings, God of heaven will set up a kingdom, never be destroyed, and it will break in pieces and consume all kingdoms. This kingdom of God will stand forever. For as much, the whole thing come down to the dream Nebuchadnezzar had, the king of Babylon at that time, king of the world, actually, ruler of the world. And he had a dream. It, it says here that uh, in the second year of his kingdom, uh, he dreamed dreams. So it was more than one, and he had problems. And his spirit was troubled, his sleep left him. So then he commanded all the magicians, sorcerers, and all those to come in and said, I've dreamed a dream, and but I can't remember this one. And I think it's the most important of all. And so I need you to tell me the dream and the interpretation. I think they thought he was trying to set them up because they said twice, well, just tell us the dream and then we'll tell you interpretation. And he became angry with them saying, I don't remember it. Now, if you're really wise men and magicians and men of God, as it were, you would know this and you'd be able to make known to me the dream. So if you can't, I'll put you all to death. And why he didn't consult Daniel, I don't know, because right before this, it says uh, Daniel and his friends, uh, they were 10 times more understanding than the wise men of uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. But Daniel heard about it and said, why is he so quick to make a decision like this. So he went in and talked to the king and told him, I'll give you the answer that you want because my God in heaven reveals secrets and will make known to me the dream you had and the interpretation of it. So the next day he goes in there and tells him the dream and says, O king, you saw a great image and you know the, the, what he dreamed, the idol of the great image of gold, the head being him and his kingdom, and the chest and arms of silver and, and the kingdom after him, and then the belly and thighs of brass, legs of iron, feet of clay and iron. But you watched in your dream, you saw this until a stone cut out without hands, smote the image on the feet, broke it to pieces. And then that stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream. And I'll tell you the interpretation. And he did. And at the end of the interpretation, he says, Daniel says, as much as you saw the reason this whole thing, and you would think about it, the dream, the king would say, yeah, that was the one thing unusual, that stone was cut out of the mountain without hands. It, nobody did it, but yet there it was. And that one will break all the kingdoms. So God has made known to you what will happen in the future. Because he told him, that's the dreams that, that you had, I can tell you too. And for you, O king, thoughts are in your mind what would come to pass hereafter. And so he made known to you in a dream what that would be. But as for me, Daniel, the secret's not revealed to me because of any wisdom I have any more than anybody else. And it's kind of humorous. The wise men, they said to the king, there's not a man on the earth 
can do what you're asking and tell you a dream that you don't even remember and they don't know and then it's just impossible only god they say only a god could do that well that's what then it says when daniel told him the dream and the interpretation of it the ruler of the known world at that time that could have just spoke nodded his head the man lose his life the king oh yeah and then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and worshipped Daniel and said, Your God is the God of gods, of a truth that's true, and the Lord of uh, lords, a Lord of lords, but he still had a little problem there, but a revealer of secrets, or how could you know this? Then he made Daniel a great man, gave him, and made him ruler over all the wise men. And then 20 years go by, and Nebuchadnezzar decides to make that image. He knew what it meant. But the whole thing was about the stone cut out without hands. And that phrase is only used a few times in Scripture. One of them is, Paul says, we have a body in heaven, from heaven, not in, but from a spiritual body. There is a spiritual body and a natural body. And we are a spiritual creature, the new creature, versus the old man, the old creature. Paul says, we know that if our earthly body, this house, this tabernacle were dissolved, and it will be. And Paul said in the first letter he wrote to the Corinthians people, he said in chapter 15, the body that you sow in the ground is not the body that shall be, but it's only like a seed, an essence of it, and not of it, but the right to have it, and that it belongs. You have a body, soul, and spirit. That is the creature or, or, or the creator. The Old Testament, the verse God himself said, with my whole heart and soul, my whole spirit. So, And so we have a building, a body, a house not made with hands, eternal is the key word there. And you go back up here where he's saying, we don't look at things that are seen, they're temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. The word eternal is not everlasting life in one direction and well, we'll live forever, even though that's true enough for any creature, a person, that uh, a lost person, they, they're not going to be snuffed out, I don't believe. I, I find nowhere that that's the case. But anyway, the word eternal means I am. That's what it, I am is no beginning, no end. No, but no, not a beginning and no end, not that. No beginning, no end. That's eternal. There's only one thing that is not made with hands, and that's the Spirit of God. And these things are eternal. These things are eternal. And then so in John that we all know, all things were made by him. Talking about Christ, the word. All things were made by him. Was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And King David, uh, over in Psalms, I was reading there, he says, Thy hand, the Psalm 119, Thy hands have made me. And fashion me, and I know he's talking about in the womb, the where the secret, where the body is put together in the bones. But this, this is beyond that. It's just what he says. You've made me, and that's what Paul said. In him, you live and move and have your being. Your being, you exist in him. He's talking to philosophers that didn't believe in Christ. So, 
that's before being born again, they all would say that what no matter what they believed, they didn't have the spirit of God in them as them. He said, the spirit's been with you, but he will be in you. King David says, thy hands have made me, fashioned me, gave me understanding that I could learn your commandments. That goes beyond just the body. Thy hand, we, he makes each spirit of angels and men and holds them together. I am confident of that. And it's a higher order of creation than matter, that's for sure. But it still, nonetheless, is true. But he said, and it's true, when he lives in us, then he said, I will put my spirit in you, my heart, not give you another new one and see how you do on a second chance. No, it's him living in us. There's no question about it. And Paul talks about that in Corinthians here where he makes that statement about the body that we have from heaven that's not made with hands. It's spiritual. The new creature is not made with hands. And even the false witnesses said about the Lord, well, we heard him say he's going to build a, raise up a temple that made without hands. Well, he was that temple. That's what it said. The disciples realized that later. That's who, what he was talking about. He was that temple. He was not made with hands. I believe he was not a creature because it says here, all things that were made, spirit, uh, planets or solars or whatever, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything that was made, uh, made that was made. But the life that was in him was not made. That's why I say, and I'll still say, God cannot make himself. So he was in the world. God so loved the world. That's what this means. He was in the world to cause mankind. And mankind was made by him, but the world knew him not. Mankind knew him not. He was not a creature. He was the creator. And that is what's new. And that's what Daniel is referring to in the, the dream of the king was that the rock cut out without hands. That, that's him. When Messiah comes, you call him everlasting God, the eternal Father. That's who he is. He is God, the Son, one and the same in the Spirit, two persons, one Spirit. So the, the light that we are as little gods, the true light is him, and he lives in those that belong to him, and they are born again by being given his spirit and his spirit is like a seed the incorruptible seed peter says that then we grow in that and we grow in that by having his light his uh love his water i am the water of life light of life bread of life all that that feeds us feeds what the old nature no the new creature not made with hands these things are eternal they are I am. And we know that if this body, which is not the one that shall be, but we have a body not made with hands, just like the stone cut out of the mountain was not done with hands. And God made everything. The Lord made everything that is made. But there's something that the hand of God cannot make, and that's the spirit of God. It just cannot be done. I, I put it along with the other that God cannot do is sin. And he cannot make himself. And so the new creature that he is in us, 
is not made with hands. It's not a creature. It's him living in us as us. So a house not made with hands, a stone cut out of the mountain not made with hands, not made with hands. Made with hands, the word real quick, just means uh, hand. You take the word for hand and put with it to make uh, artifacts or, or art, artwork or something. Made with hands. And then not is the letter put in the very front of that word. It's all one word, not made with hands, means it's not made. It's not with hands. And even in the Old Testament said, uh, in talking about God measures the waters of the earth in the hollow of his hand. Well, the hand of God, I was talking about that last time, is Christ, is all-powerful. But he cannot make himself. It, it, and, and that's what we have in us is him as us. And we have a body and a soul and a spirit that's not made with hands. It's divine. It's spiritual. It's him. It's not even a little God cut off in the spirit and live forever. It's him. And so Paul's saying, this is why I groan earnestly. That's why I'll say I, I just soon go on. And I, I, I want to get rid of this earthly and have the heavenly. Not that's made like heaven is a creation, a city. And the Lord said, I'll take all of creation, fold it up, put it away uh, as, as a vesture. But this here, we're not the new creature. The old is, is, I am convinced, consumed by the trial of fire, and all this left is coming to me and by gold I am tried in the fire. That is, the body, soul, and spirit we'll have is who we are, or should I say, who he is in us. And he's building a creation not made with hands. It's very powerful words not made with hands, not even the hand of God. It's not made with that. He made everything that was made, but you can't make him. 